As I come into this worship, I find myself dwelling in thresholds, living on and in and around them. This is not a surprise that I would be thinking about doorways and points of access and moments of transition. We are getting ready to re-enter the building and be be gathering again, and we're doing so one meeting at a time, one event at a time. It strikes me that in this moment, we are in a great, a great transition from what had been the case, what had been the case of being entirely online, uh, from being you know, largely physically separated from one another, from figuring out how to create church, how to be a beloved community when we were not able to fully be around each other. In fact, hardly able to be physically around each other at all up until recently. I don't know about you, but I am well aware of that uh, phenomenon of what happens when one crosses from one room to another through a doorway. It's called a, uh, that how easy it is to have a purpose in mind, have a reason to be moving from one place to another. But as soon as you go through that door, that cross that threshold, uh, you forget, why was I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And practically have to kind of retrace the whole path all over again in hopes that that returns. This doorway phenomenon is one that's been studied and recognized and happens, I'm going to say, to people at all ages and all stages of life. What researchers have found is that those moments are particularly common. Those moments when we forget where we're going and why we're here and what we're supposed to be about. Those doorway moments are particularly strong when we have a lot on our minds, when we're trying to navigate and keep track of multiple layers of tasks, uh, even just the basics of moving from one place to another in order to get to a different goal. I think this whole past 15, 16 months has been a lot of doorway phenomenon of relocation, dislocation, wondering kind of what we're doing and what we're about and trying to find a lot of answers for that when we keep having to navigate and having to hold with us many layers of information, of tasks, of personal safety, of community safety, of looking at the world and think, hearing about the racial justice concerns, about the earth concerns, and so much more. We've had this collective doorway experience and we're trying to find a path through that. And now we get to try to find a path through that as a congregation, because each of us is bringing our own, uh, our own kind of experience of liminality, of transitional moments. Uh, and I have mine and you have yours, and we're going to be bringing them all together uh, in one place at one time over the course of the next few months. 
So not only do I have mine and you have yours, but now we have the layers of liminality crossing and intersecting. And we're all at different places and stages of readiness to be together and how to be together. Lots of different answers and so many more questions. So as we're, as we're on the brink of this new moment, I wanted to take some time to help us connect with what we've already been enjoying, what's already been before us. Uh, Susan Beaumont, a church consultant, says, when you're leading in a time uh, when we don't know the outcome, the place to begin is to be celebrating what's already been here and what you know and what you can trust. So I want to start by naming some of those blessings that we've already been enjoying this year. When I started the year, uh, I offered three words, covenant, quality, and connection, and offered those as a way of guiding and focusing our attention. Covenant for all of the promises uh, that this congregation makes for um, the commitments for our higher values and covenant that I was getting to be coming into with you. Um, to be a community of love and hope, says our covenant. To welcome, to nurture, to share ideas, to forgive easily, and I'm going to say frequently. To inspire one another, to work cooperatively, to enrich our congregational life, and to just celebrate life in all of its diversity and beauty and creativity. We get to start with covenant, and we've been working at that all year. The word quality is to do the best that we can for ourselves, for the congregation, knowing that our best is going to be different at any given moment, and that we can commit to doing our best and doing well by each other. Commit to our mutual relationships. And the word connection, uh, that one is pastoral, but also with the world as well, um, that we would take seriously our understanding and willingness to engage with social justice and how we all might live better and live more fully in the world. So covenant, quality and connection, and we've been fulfilling these. Boy, have we been fulfilling these. There's been worship that's been happening, and Christmas Eve, and Easter, and all of those celebrations. We've had adult programs and covenant groups, and we've also had memorial services in the memory garden, in the online services on Zoom, some of them across faiths and across the country. We've been doing this work of living up to the congregation. We've had gifts of music, uh, words, and wisdom from people around the world. And we get the reminder of being in the village of Unitarian Universalism. One of the blessings has also been how people have been showing up, how members and friends have continued to be here and to be present in all the ways that we can gather the congregational meetings on Zoom. We did them, all of them. There's been the continuation of pledges and the financial commitment, and we were able to succeed in the annual campaign and vote on the budget 
on June 6th. So now we can get ready for the next year as well. We've been relying on the circle of care that's already here, the strength that's already in the system, and we've been extending it, finding creative ways to show up for each other with pumpkin bread or cookies or May baskets and so much more. We've been extending compassion for those who are not able to show up on the screens. Um, sometimes that could be because one more screen is just too many and some because we're truly not connecting to each other on these little screens. And for some of us, we just don't have good access to computers. And still, people have been checking in and trying to help and encouraging each other to be of service and reporting out, uh, as I appreciate Nancy Rakoff and company have been doing, reporting out to the congregation what has been happening. We have new ministry, such as the library, arranged by Ruth Rademacher. And we have new tools as well, a new audiovisual system to test for real next Sunday as we return to the sanctuary. There is so much generosity of spirit, of gifts, and of money. All of these are making it possible for us to adapt to a new world. And of course, while I'm naming blessings, I have to thank the administrative team and the staff here, too, is creative, committed, energetic, mutually supportive, also generous people. And the board and the search committee that came, that many of whom were deeply involved in this year, the team and committee chairs are been blessings as well. And everyone, I'll speak personally, everyone who has shown up as a reader in worship and those who politely declined as well. We've been listening to each other's stories and listening and offering our care again and again. I can't tell you how impressed I am when you, when you all tell me who you've been talking to and who you've been meeting with. That is deep and important work and it's everyday work as well. It has been such a blessing to check in, to be in touch and to reach out making that special effort to reach out when we are not in the habit of seeing each other on Sunday morning. But now, now we enter into the next phase, the next chapter in this coming year as a beloved community. So I want to offer a few wishes. I wish that we would take up what Reverend Keith Cron offered as a charge uh, at my installation in March. And his key words were joy and grief and service. Joy and grief and service. That we would be a place of joy to come back and have more fun, more celebration, to savor each other's presence and to realize that we simply like being together and that 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 by itself, that savoring is infectious and is a ministry and a balm to each other's soul. It is a chance to be a place of joy, is a chance to be renewed, is a place to be, have the spirit of fun and play, as is our theme for this month, and a chance to do what I know the congregation loves. We can be a place of grief, 
On this beautiful day, with the prospect of a picnic and getting ready to be in the building for worship next Sunday, grief may not be at the forefront of our minds and hearts, but it is still very much with us individually for all that has not happened, all that was lost this year. And for what we are still figuring out, what's not going to be quite the same as we're coming back into um, different aspects of our lives. We need to time to help ourselves and each other make sense of this year and how we want to be as a congregation going forward and pay attention to our state of being and to do so without a rush, without pressure. Because grief, as I know I've talked with many of you over time this year, grief has its own schedule and it doesn't fit neatly into a day or a week or a month. And it's meaning-making in a rather non-linear process. And I also want to acknowledge that as we are putting together plans to resume church events, there are people who are not with us. And we will know them by their absence, which is its own uh, awareness and comprehension. A, being a place of grief offers us a chance to be gentle with each other and compassionate. The third one could be being a place of service. Let this place be for reconnection, for living our covenant and our values, both public and private. Service is listening well enough to know what someone needs and how best to be of use. And not simply to think well, that we know best. And we have a chance to continue our support of human rights, of democratic process, of care for the earth. All these ways and more, we get to be a people of service with one another, to one another, and in the world. Let me close with last wishes. That I wish that we would be even more deeply keeping in covenant. That we would continue to explore. Let's do the church things that we love and let's also try new things. How we start this summer is not going to be how everything is forever. We will be learning as we go and I hope you will help me be in the conversation to say we're going to try this for a while and then see what happens and then try something else. We get to do this together as we figure out how to be a congregation again. For another wish, I hope that we find places that let our hearts sing. When someone is in the right place for their ministry, whether it's in fundraising or in the building or worship or in the new audiovisual booth, witnessing that right place, that good match, is a joy by itself. Let us find places that truly make our hearts sing as we come back together. We have a chance to know each other again for the first time. And we have the chance to know the church again for the first time too. We are so blessed 
with all these layers of liminality and to be able to navigate them in the embrace of a congregation, of a people of compassion and hope. Let us keep the covenants within us and around us. Let us be open to new paths and new discoveries, even as we love what we love about being a congregation, about being a voice of progressive faith and hope and welcoming in Peoria. And as we expand how we are in the world and being online so that we are indeed truly a wider, broader presence. May we give thanks for all the known and all of the unknown blessings that are already among us and already on their way. Amen.